This is Wow What a week What a week Celebrity Guest Celebrity Guest Welcome to Wow What a Week Our guest is in the building Here's the name of a TV icon from way back then Arguably in his own way he's become an icon for our current times Some would disagree with that but there's at least a million people, a million of us, who wouldn't. In fact, tech, and they don't agree. Please give a warm welcome to MacGyver, Mac G. Mukwebo. Thank you, thank you, What's man. up, dog? You do know we're not on radio, right? I know. We can see you, right? I know. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? I'm saying that's such a radio thing to do. What? <laughs> what thing? <laughs> the intro. <laughs> My First man. time I saw that, I'm like, hey, this Bali still thinks you're man, radio. I'm radio until I die, my <laughs> dude. I'm radio until I die. Clearly. I know you hate radio because radio is very unkind to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But welcome, dude. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it, man. And I gotta start say, I gotta start off by saying apologies for last week. I was, I was, yo, man. I was going through the most. I was. This dude was supposed to join us last week, and yeah. um, he had a party at Zanzu the night before. Yeah. And uh, you got drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no, just was, be honest. I was injured. Yeah. And you know, since you're getting old now, it takes like two days to recover. I know, I still, I, I recover immediately. Yeah. In fact, one thing I take pride in is in the fact that no matter how drunk I get. Yeah. But also, I don't get that drunk. I don't get Mac G drunk. Yeah, no, I get white boy sloshed, man. So, I used to, dude, I'd rather die doing the interview and then go sleep after that. Oh. You know what I mean? So I'd rather not sleep, yeah. so I make the interview. Yeah. When I know you're like, hey, hopefully I wake up and you're out. <laughs> but you used to go straight from the club to do a radio show. Dude, we'd leave, um, was it The Yard yeah. in Rosebank? Zambezi as well. Uh, we'd leave Zambezi on a Monday morning, um, go straight to work, do yeah. um, uh, the breakfast show on, uh, on Y. That's wild. And um, because the show was wild, the two times... Then we did it drunk. Nobody could tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there were two shows we did yeah. that we did drunk. Have you ever done a show high, though? Uh, no. Mm. In fact, I, I remember hearing stories when I'd left Y about the amount of drugs that were being done in studio <laughs> by Yuga. I don't know if you were part of a drug taker. <laughs> I remember hearing stories about how they've added drugs to the whole situation. Yeah. I was like, fuck, for real? Yeah. No, no, I never did um, when I was at Y, but I yeah. remember there was a time at Highfield yeah. where um, a few of my friends came to visit. So I was doing like uh, the block party on weekends, yes, yes. Saturday night. Yeah. So I really don't frequent weed that much. Like sure. it makes me paranoid. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. But that day I was like, I was feeling good. I don't know what happened. I think I got paid from a gig or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just took two puffs. It's nine o'clock. My show is ending at twelve. Sure. Did a link at quarter past nine. Mm -hmm. I'm like, never again. <laughs> For the rest of the show, I didn't do anything, man. I was just playing liners. <laughs> I'm like, people can tell I'm high, bro. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Never again. So your paranoia was really yeah, It was a. It was great. Why was why was also a wild time for you? Yeah. And like I said, it was at the time where. So for instance, when we were at Y. It was a lot of, because people think it's sex, drugs, and quieto yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. But for a lot of us, it was more sex and quieto music. Mm. And then your cohort at Y added the drugs yeah. and the wildness. Yeah. I mean, you were fired because there was dead air. Yeah. Because yeah. you were outside fucking. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where did you take her? 
Uh, was it in the stairwell? No, it was in the in the underground by the parking. Oh, you went all the way down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that stairwell also works, though. I figured, Literally, I thought there was cameras there. No, no, there isn't. There's a blind spot. Literally, the back door, Yeah. down, stairwell, blind spot. You're talking about Rosebeck? Yes. No, 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 we had Hyde Park at the time. Oh, were you at Hyde Park? We had Hyde Park, yes, yes. No, 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 there's own stairwell there. Ah, no, the zone was easy. Ah, this guy. <laughs> So we are told. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well times, man, well times. So, w- when do you meet your fiance in all this madness uh, of your career? Oh man, it was, uh, it was. I just started at, at, at nine four seven. Yes, uh, still doing graveyard. Sure. And then we met at um, what's this place by Parkhurst? Mm. Johnny Johnny Cools. Okay. Yeah. So crazy story is that I was trying to get with her friend. Oh, yes. So she happened to come with her friend and she was the plus one. So she came with a friend because, I mean, she was still at varsity at the sure, time. Sure. And she had free food, free alcohol. Mm-hmm. She's like, I show me, I'm coming. Up there. So when she comes with a friend, I see, I'm like, hey, yeah. which one is this one? Uh, and then my attention <laughs> switches. <laughs> and then I was on her from the first moment we met. And I literally told her Jolly Cools uh, yeah. that same day we met. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to marry you one day. Yo? Yeah. And what did she say? No, she just laughed it off. She's like, yeah. you crazy, who are you? And yes, yes, yes. We just yes, started, yes. you know, kicking it off from there and just talking from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a crazy night, man. But and then we are. And then you decide the other day, I mean, dude, just last week we were finding out that LeWM was um, divorcing for a hundredth time. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it, I'm getting married. I mean, I don't know about LeWM. I think Le was busy with sacrifices there. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. There's no way. Seven time, dog. Like, that's incredible. Uh, but for me, I think uh, 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 the marriage thing is just a title. I mean, if you look at it, we've pretty much been married because sure. uh, sure. we've been living together since our first child was born, which is mm. like six years ago. Sure. Uh, so even now that I proposed, nothing much has changed. You know, mm. we still love each other the same. Uh, but I think it's just great to make it formal so her family can chill a bit and, and, and you know, society as a whole, you know. But is this your first proposal, though? No, no, no. It's my third. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. Why did you think she'd say yes this time? I knew she wouldn't say no in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> There's no ways. It was strategic. Why did she say no the first two times? Uh, Do you understand why she said no the first two times? Yeah, she told me that she was still young okay. and still trying to... Uh, also, it was a, it's not me, it's not you, it's me situation. 100%. Because the first time my family drove, uh, drove from Venda mm. to Rustenburg. Yes. And they were there only to be told no, you know? Um, but she was she was young. I mean, when I met her, she was like twenty one. Sure, sure. Mm. So already you were ready when she was twenty one. Yeah, I was like twenty seven yeah. at the time. I was like, listen, man, I gotta settle down. Sure. Uh, I was more focused in life because you know, you know, early twenties were a while. So by twenty seven, I'd done it, won the t shirt, and now it was time to to, to settle mm-hmm. down. You know. Mm-hmm. And then the second time she said no. Second time, I think it was pretty much the same. She's always had like. Um, Fears of mm. marriage. Sure. Um, I don't know if. It's so it wasn't fears of marrying a broke guy. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's like, no, there's a million people who are less likely to starve now. No, when I speak to her, she tells me that she's always been afraid of marriage because of like what it has done to not just maybe like people in her family, sure. uh, but her friends, you know, because her mm. friends also got married at a young age yeah. and it didn't turn out well. So because of that, she's always been like, 
not too sure, you know? Yeah. So your your son is what, six, seven? Six, six. You lost your dad when you were six. No, no, I never lost my dad. You never? No, 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 he's alive. He was there at uh, San Bernardino. So why is our research saying, what's going on? Why have you killed Mac's dad? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they just killed your dad. No, 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 no. no. Well, he, he wasn't a present, uh, present father, but uh, we cool, man, we cordial, uh, which is why... Um, Sunbed was extra special because sure. he was there and my mm. mom was there and it was mm. the first time they were together. How do they re- how do I was gonna say how do they relate? Uh as purely by me. Um but it was the first time they were in the same room after twenty years. Sure. So so that was pretty magical. But we cool, man. It's not like oh, so I haven't been in the same room in twenty years. No, no, no. The only other time was a week before, but Yeah, so you my... lost them when you were six then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were at my my we were at my uncle's funeral. Yeah, but yeah, I could say in twenty years it was the first time they were in the same room. Mm. Yeah. When did you realize that mom named you after a TV character? Uh, I realized when um I, I, when I was growing up, like when when I'd get home, she'd have cassettes yeah. of the series and she'd always play it. So I'm like, oh okay, cool. Who's this guy? What's yeah. he all about? Is this, is this my dad? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I fell in love with the series as well. And then that kind of like just made me aware that, oh, okay, cool. I'm named after this guy. <laughs> so why did she name you after a TV character? That's so fascinating. When I ask her, she tells me she liked the guy. Yeah. And when I was pregnant, she liked the series. Oh, okay. So you can imagine like maybe if I was pregnant during uh, prison break, yeah. I would have been Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those things. She couldn't find a name. She loved this. Oh, you would be Sergeant Cook with <laughs> but but I gotta send a shout out to her because MacGyver's a pretty cool name, man. It's the fucking coolest name ever. Yeah. It's the fucking coolest name ever that you wish your parents would have named you, but they, uh, the, the likelihood of it happening was zero. Yeah. But your mom was like, fuck this shit, hold my beer. You know what I mean? I, I want to do it. And wherever I go, it's it's very rare to meet another MacGyver. You won't find another MacGyver. Yeah. Like, Unless you go to Scotland because it's a Scottish name. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, that's true. So she's been supportive of your career yeah like through the highs through the lows <clears throat> but has she ever called you to the side and said son we need to talk because of how much shit you've been through mm. through the career uh, or, or, or has it always been hi ah, you'll be fine give my guy ever <laughs> you'll make it for <laughs> make a plan <laughs> ah bro I, I i was very very fortunate that uh, i got a uh, um uh, 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 I, I like to call her a new school mom. Mm, mm. Um, so from from the beginning, bro, like she's been supportive. Because I remember when I used to watch Bo Urisani Ravere, Bo Saifo on your TV, I was mm. like, mom, I want to be on TV like these kids. Yes. She's like, oh no, there's a new station starting. It's called ETV. Yes. Here are the studios, the incentive. Mm. Uh, here's the taxi, here's the money. You're lying. Come with me. I caught a taxi barefooted. Sure. Then I went to uh, uh, the the studios. How old were you when you jumped into the uh, stage? I was like maybe 12, 13. Oh, wow. Very young. Yeah. I uh, got there, auditioned first time, as soon as they met me. And then the next day I got the gig, right? Yeah. So that's got to do with like TV, right? Sure. So that I did TV like during my high school career. Mm-hmm. And then um, now it was time to decide what do we do after matric. Sure. Like, am I going to go to school? Um, what am I going to do? And everybody uh, in the family was saying, I got to study, you know, sure. accounting, 
whatever the case yeah, you're from Limpopo you must get a degree yeah and make a lot of money you know what I mean and go build a, a house with 20 pillars <laughs> what does every house in Venda have a pillar I don't know man <laughs> every house has a pillar you know, and she was like, what do you want to do? I was like, no, man, I just want to be on radio, you know? Yeah. And this was at the time when I just um, came from Venda to Joburg. Shit. Started listening to IFM, started listening to you guys, to, to Rude Boy Paul, Adele, you know. Uh, and then that's when the radio bug bit me. So she was like, okay, cool, how do we get there? And um, You're the coolest mom, man. Yeah, man. So she took me to, uh, there's a thing Highfeld used to do on uh, youth Day, June yeah. 16th, yeah. they'd invite young people to come and be radio jocks sure. for a day. Yeah. So she took me there and I met, I think it's Mark Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. And then he advised me to um, go to either Boston study mm -hmm. or like get experience, work yeah. at a community yeah. station. Yeah. Yeah. So then I worked at JBCCR, which was in Newtown. Yeah. Um, and then for a year, uh, I was just pretty much at home. Um, not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You could call it a gap year. And she, she she didn't mind at all. She was like, as long as you're pursuing your dream. So mm -hmm. during the week, I'd do nothing. And then weekends, I'd do the community shows. Oh, there, yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. And at the time, I was still busy uh, at Crazy. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, while I was at Crazy, you know, I was able to meet Adele, who was working at Red Pep at the time, uh, and YFM. I'm actually working on something with Adele right now. Wow. Wow. Yes. First time I actually met you was with Adele yes, on yes. his show. Yes, yes, yes. As yes, you yes. guys were doing a one-on-one -on -one with Kent, you know? In fact, I met you through Adele. 100%. I met Kent through Adele. Adil. I met Proverb through Adele. Waxy as well. I no, no. Well, Waxy I met in Nigeria. <laughs> no, no. I literally met Waxy in Nigeria. He met me because we, YFM was sister stations with uh, Rhythm FM. Yeah. We went to Nigeria. Um, we were there for 10 days with Dirk. And Wax is like, um, I'm coming there. Yeah. And he, he made sure he come. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you get what I'm saying? So throughout that journey, she's always yeah. been like supporting me, telling me, okay, cool, do this, do that, encouraging me. Yeah. Uh, I think she's never really been invested in my career. And wherever I work, whether it's Y or Heifelt, um, she was very close with the managers sure. so if ever i was out of line they make sure they hit her up first oh, yes. to be like yo your son is doing this also because you're a child star in the biggest scheme of things you're a child you get what i'm saying yes. and then yeah we had those chats once in a while but i think she's only been really really invested in my career since the podcast started yeah since she was the, uh, the first episode since then she's been a chiller and yeah she's been advising me and guiding me since what conversations were you having with her with each firing that happens um it, it would be like, what happened, you know? And I'd just be like, you know, I messed up here and there. <laughs> but we didn't go into detail, you know? So she doesn't know you're laughing at poo-poo? No, 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 she doesn't know that. <laughs> Even the second firing, she doesn't know that. I'm sure she'll know that now uh, since I'm doing a lot of podcasts. But yeah. she she didn't know. Like I said, like she wasn't heavily invested mm. in my career up until the podcast. She just knew, okay, cool, i got a job, I'm on the radio. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying for my bills. Is there any firing that happened where you felt like you deserved a second chance? Or did you understand that you had fucked up? Uh, the first one I understood. Second one I understood. The night was seven. In, in fact, the first one, when, when I found out, you know, I kind of laughed initially. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think with the first one, it wasn't about the incident. Yes. It, it was a build-up. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, there were some off-air issues that had transpired before mm -hmm. that. So that was like the last straw yeah. 
that broke the camel's back, you know. So I understood, you know, because, I mean, before they were like, yo, dude, we really want you here, but we feel like you don't have any discipline, so we're going to put you into Y Academy. Sure. So imagine I'm a jock. I've got a show on the station. Now you must go back to Clash. And for the Clash, can we put you there? You understand? Yeah. So even with that and me doing that, it was like, ah, but dog, come on now. What can we do? You know, so I understood. Yeah. But I think the 947 owner, I was a bit perplexed. Mm. I didn't really understand because I tried by my by all means mm. to show them that, listen, I am grown. I am focused now. You know, I have... Uh, uh, grown as a broadcaster and as a human being as well. Sure, sure. So I gave it my all. Like, yeah. whatever they wanted me to do, bro, I'll do it. They want me to do six hour shows. I'm like, cool. Sh to show them, you know, I'm committed and I sure, really want to sure. be here. Yeah. So for them to let me go, it was a bit of like, Ish. yeah, I know. That was a. It was and, and, and the sad thing with the way radio works, often when they let go of you, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because they can't prove to you that they've done everything to enable you mm. to give your everything. Mm. But it's easy for them to say, I oh, know it doesn't work anymore. Mm. But, they, but they can't say to you, we've given you every tool, we've given you every support, we've given you every producer, we've even sent you on a course, yeah. and you're still not delivering. Yeah. But they'll just tell you, oh, no, shop. That's how dispensable you are on radio. 100%. But I get it now. Uh, as someone who runs a network, I get it that at the end of the day, this is a business. Yeah. So I try to see it from their side of the view. And I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it was a thing of, okay, cool. This guy might be talented, but there's so much at risk. Yes. Can we trust him? He's so unpredictable. Yeah. So, you know, you've worked yeah. at Prime Media. Like there's so much at risk. There's a lot at stake. So if they are to give you a show during the day or daytime, that's a huge responsibility. And, sure. you know, they got to be able to say fully, we can trust or you'll hold it down, you know? And I think yeah. we I never got to prove that to them that, listen, sure. as much as I'm unpredictable and I'm like this, I'm still a diligent... You, you, you can still, you know, bet on me. 100%, yes. you know? Yeah. And I think that's was the missing puzzle because the work ethic was there, the talent was there, they could see it. It was just that last missing puzzle where I think... I didn't convince him. I, I think I think with my case with Timber, I still think they bitched out though. Yeah, yeah no, I think, yours, I think, yours is different. I think yeah. they bitched out to pressure over something that was. But that's that that for me is not even radio. I think that's corporate South Africa in general. Yeah, they quick to they bitch out. out. Yeah, they bitch out when. In fact, I remember even saying to one of our managers, uh, myself and Timber, that you guys are a billion rand company. You know, you could afford to find an investigator. They can prove exactly what we're telling you. Mm. And and it's funny where, you know, we're watching the Kelly Kumalo case right now where the cell phone expert has been brought in to talk about who's been talking to who. Mm. You know, we even said that to them. Mm. That, you know, if you've got a cell phone expert, they will tell you using our cell phone records mm. that we were never in Pretoria mm. in June, July 2011. That we were never in the close proximity of anyone that might claim it. Just using technology. Mm. They still be stout. No, I mean, that, that, they have the budget. Bro, and that's the thing. Uh, they, they, they're no different to it girls. They only love you when shit is going well. But when shit is the fan, they're gone. <laughs> they're the first to duck. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> like, how about baby? The sex is good. Was, I, I can't eat sex every day. <laughs> I can't wear sex to the Deb in July, you know? And, and and I think that's a conversation we need to have because it doesn't work like that in, in the space that we're in. You yeah. know what I mean? This is yeah. a new space. Sure. We're still, it's still trial and error. We're still mm. trying to find our feet. So, like, if you really 
want to work with me and want me to push your product to my audience, mm-hmm. then you need to be with me for the long haul, not Absolutely. just for your uh, short term. Not, not only when it works for you. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Sometimes trust me that I've got this. You understand? Yeah. And what, what, what these brands miss is that after the storm is done and you're still there with, with, with me or whoever, people will, in my, in my instance, the chillers, will love you even more. Absolutely. And support your brand even because you're not a fair weather friend. You are there in the storm. You know what I mean. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, a lot of like you're saying, a lot of corporates are about the now, 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 mm. as opposed to we will weather the storm, and at the end of it, we're all going to be richer for it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is why I love our collaboration and partnership now with Striped Horse Beer, because they're like, dude, bring the controversy. We love it. Mm-hmm. You cut your back, no matter what happens. No bull, just beer. In fact, in fact, um, I think you guys should have a like hold my beer moment with your sponsor Man. on your podcast. Yeah. You must actually build in a nigga hold my beer moment. <laughs> You're welcome, Stripe. <laughs> King Stripe Horse. <laughs> hey, radio guys with your features. So a nigga hold my beer. <laughs> but when you started your podcast, you went through a stage where. <laughs> It was clear you were hurt by radio. Yes. And it was, you wore your sleeve, your heart on your sleeve about that. Mm-hmm. Are you over that radio hurt or are you still getting over the radio hurt? Um, I'm over it, man. Mm. Like, I'm over it. I mean, I'll always love. Do, do you remember the point where you were like, actually, fuck radio, I'm done? Uh, I'm it, over you now. It was at the point where I realized that I don't need it, mm. you know? Because uh, all I've known is broadcasting, you know, like yourself. So. Mm. Uh, the f- the only mode of broadcasting that I know is radio. Sure. But I realized with the journey that I've been through that mm. no matter if it's podcasting or radio, as long as I'm broadcasting behind the mic, yes. I'm happy. That's where I feed my soul, you know? Yeah. So I think for me, I was hurt with radio. And the reason why I was hurt with radio is not necessarily being fired. It's just the way uh, uh, um, broadcasters are treated. You know, I think there's a fairer way and there's a more uh, uh, um, civilized way of of how that medium can be handled, you know? And, and and you know, the way they manage radio talent, it's almost like they forget that you have plans. Yeah. You can't tell me in February that, oh, in April, you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. But I've got kids in school, I've got a house I'm paying, I've got a car I'm paying. Like, like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, like if we were to do that to you, and, and in fact, and I always laugh about this, that in soccer, if a team is not performing, mm. the coach must go. Yes. In radio. The talent. The talent goes. <laughs> like, how, how is your star striker the problem? Yeah. <laughs> like, how? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, 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 and people don't realize that if you deep dive and ask why the numbers are not working, maybe it might be management because management are imposing things on you yes. that you know will not work for your audience. Sure. But when you try to implement your ideas, there's no room for that, you know. So, so, so that's why I try to do with the network, like whoever I've worked with, um, uh, with um, on other shows on the network, mm-hmm. uh, current employees or mm-hmm. past, they'll tell you like, I give them free reign. I'm like, express yourself because mm-hmm. when you are happy on the camera, the people that are watching will can tell, bro. And that's how, you know, people, the, the show grows. And, and, and I think the beauty with the space you're in right now is 
there's no time for bullshit. Yeah, exactly. There's People no can for, see right through it. There, there's no time for bullshit. There's no time for airs and graces. There's no time for, yeah, no, today, no. Like, people switch off immediately. Exactly. And they don't come back. Yeah. That's how you know you've lost them. They, mm. they don't come back the next time. 100%. And you only have one moment to actually capture them. Mm. And unfortunately, people in radio have stopped understanding that. 100%. That if you lose me once, I'm not going to come back. Mm. There's so many new radio shows that I listen to once. And I'm not going to come back. Yeah. But because radio management generally are fucking around, they forget to teach these kids that. That if you're not memorable, sorry, you, you, you're going to lose half of your people. Yeah. And and it's about the, the audience. I think we've lost that in radio. People don't think about the audience. Yeah. I mean, I remember before I used to come up with uh, a topic on radio. <laughs> I mean, not all. You don't nail every topic. Yeah. Some, some are flat, some are pop, yeah. and some are dope, you know. But the first question I'd ask myself is, who cares? Yeah. And if I can answer that, then I'll put it on air. Yeah. But if I can't answer, then it's like, you know. So there's a lot of self-loathing right now. And people not understanding who they are talking to, mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day, whether it's podcasting or radio, the audience comes first because sure. they are the ones that get you to a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not really about you. It's about the audience, you know. Now you often talk about how Howard Stern is a big influence yeah. in terms of what you do. Yeah. Uh, people like Fat Joe, yeah. And there's a school of thought that says. Radio people that style themselves around shock jocks often want to be shocking for the sake of shocking yeah. versus I want to say something that might shock you. Yeah. Where do you stand on that? Like, like, I mean, do you wake up and say, today I want to shock them? Or whatever happens, happens. It might shock you, it might not. For me, I think uh, shock jock mentality was prevalent or uh, impactful um, 10 years ago. Sure. Right now, there's nothing shocking, bro. Mm. You could take out your phone right now and go on TikTok and see uh, <laughs> someone smashing a horse. <laughs> Which TikTok are you on? Because <laughs> the TikTok I am on, nobody's smashing a horse. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that to wake up and say I'm going to shock people yeah. right now, yeah. you have to be doing some crazy things, you know? Because, like, the world is shocking as it is right now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Without even having to try think hard. I mean, just South Africa alone with the shit that comes out. We're, we're in a movie. You're not in a movie. We're in a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, 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 yes, I aspire to them. I, I love those guys. But my intention has never been to wake up and say, let me shock people. Yes, sir. It's always stems from, let's try this. Is it dope? Let's try it. Yes. If we fail, we fail. If it's dope, it's dope. You if, know? if it's dope, let's do more of it. Let's do more of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's never, it's never like, oh, let's do this to shock people. Mm-hmm. And I think if we did that, uh, people would be able to to tell, you know? Because sure. there's a lot of instances where we could have done that, where we did an episode and had we launched it, our numbers would be even crazier, you know, and we'd get clickbait and get all the views. What, what episode was this? Um, as an, is this an episode that never went out? Yeah, yeah. What's okay. his name? That Tower Besta one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so. Uh, Why did it not go out? Sorry? Why did it not go uh, out? For security reasons, man. Mm. It was. Who's security? is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, ours. Ours, bro. Because uh, the people that were imp- implicated in that mm. episode are very powerful people. So we're like, hey, listen, man, you don't want to. Uh, step into that zone. You don't want to rattle this tree. Yeah, we're not an N7 no. or whatever. We're just here to entertain people and that's not our field, you know what I mean? And I think 
if we wanted views, we couldn't drop that. It, it would have been shocking. When you decide not to air an episode like that, how far into we are airing it do you decide, okay, we're not fucking airing it? Yeah. Um, luckily, uh, and which is where the growth is, mm. um, I've got a team around me who advises that, okay, cool, um, let's not do this for whatever reasons. Because Also, you do have someone you listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, man. i got people in pain. It's not just me. You know what I mean? But for me, like yeah. every single time, I'm always like, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. So I was like, we had a call until like Monday morning uh, and we recorded the show on, on, on Saturday. We played for everyone in the team. We consulted lawyers and all that stuff. Yeah. And out, out of everyone, I was like, guys, let's do it. We'll see. If we die, we die. What a nice way to go out. They'll have a Netflix special. <laughs> That's content, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, within reason, uh, then I understood, okay, cool, let's not, you know? For, if, uh, for example, even with the Sunbed Arena, yes. um, I wanted to do it in April, 15th of April, I think. Yeah. And we, don't, we had only sold 500 tickets. I was like, I ah, will see on the night. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that I took other people's advice and sure. you postponed it because it was such a... Uh, it was a nice build-up. It was a nice build-up. You know, it hit a million. Yeah. And it was... It, it, Everything it, fell into place. 100%. Everything fell into place. 100%. And, and sometimes that's where you need sounding boards. Yes. Because, you know, from your own point of view... Oh. Ah, me, I just want to rock. What do you just want to rock? Ah, I just want to rock. Okay. I want to later. What do they say? Do something and then ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. like you're saying, if we die, we die. <laughs> Wouldn't what, that be dope? What's, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> Has your life ever been in danger because of the podcast? No, no not at all. Not at all. Threats from people. Zero. Little from people. No, zero. Because uh, at the end of the day, no matter what I say on the podcast or who I'm talking about, at the end of the day, even Libona, wherever they are, they know it's the truth. Sure. You understand? It's my truth, right? But it's the truth. You understand? So you can't... So you're saying you have facts on your side. That's why maybe you don't get threats from people. Yes. So it's not like I go out there making up shit for views. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? For clickbait, you know? Sure. I think that's where it becomes dangerous because now you are... You, 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 you are... You are um, affecting people's lives, you know. Mm. But everything I've said on the podcast, I can back it up. Sure. You know, so that's why I don't think I've had any threats or anything. Mm. I mean, mm. I don't have security. I roll around like a normal guy. Sure. Because I am a normal guy, you know. And 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 that's one thing I love and appreciate about you: the fact that you've been a simple dude since you were a kid on ETV. Yeah. Even then, you were just a simple kid. Yeah. Now you're just a simple adult. <laughs> Tell us about the pressure of not getting caught up in the industry. Yeah. Because it's real. 100%. It's real, especially for a, a rural kid who comes into Joburg. There's lights, there's mm. there's drugs, there's mm. action, mm. there's beautiful women, there's beautiful men. But you've kept it easy. Mm. Where does that come from? It comes from um, crazy. Yeah. So I'm from Lubombo. I just hit Joburg. Yeah. Now I'm on TV. Um, Fuck, man. But, you, but you're not barefoot anymore. No, no, I'm not. Okay. Because you did your audition barefoot. Yeah. Why were you barefoot? Like, I don't understand. Ah, bro, I was like, let me catch a taxi. I mean, in, in, in Venda, we walk around barefoot all the time. So you got into this taxi, 12, 13 years old, barefoot, yeah. went to ETV, did an audition. Yeah. You're a fucking legend. <laughs> so, so now, uh, I'm, 
I'm getting money, getting all this attention at school. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I thought I'd made it, bro. I thought sure. I'm on top of the world. Nobody can touch me. Yeah. Started getting ego. Used to shout at my mother. You know, like all white boys. Did you become that white kid? Yeah, oh. shout at my mother. It's like, mom, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to dad. And then uh, 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 my marks started declining. Oh, shit. And then the same guy who uh, hired me when I went to Crazy Barefooted yeah. um, was like, listen, if you don't uh, increase... Fix your, your marks. Yeah, if you don't fix your marks, yeah. I'm taking you off TV. Oh, wow. I'm like, fuck no ways. I'm like, gee, I'm on TV. What yeah. the hell is he talking about? Yeah. I'm doing every single show that they can't live without me. He's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then it happened. They took me off crazy. Oh, wow. And for like two years, I was on TV. Yeah. And that was humbling, bro. Like, Euro. nobody cared. <laughs> There was no more money. I used to get teased now for being a husband, you know what I mean? Because I was on TV now, I'm not. So you're a kid, but your husband already. <laughs> <laughs> and that for me was a humbling lesson. Yeah. And from that day, I knew, okay, shit, this can go away like this. Oh, wow. You know, and for me, I think I'm glad that I went through that because everything after that never phased me, whether it was being at Y or Highfield or, or even now with the podcast, I know that. You know, this is God-given and God can take it away anytime. Mm, mm. So the first day going back to school and you're no more on TV, yeah. like uh, w w had your demeanor changed? Are you now walking normally again? The spring is gone out you of know, the walk? Because I used to buy lunch for the kids. Oh, she, you know what I mean? You want more reiki? Yeah, you want more reiki? Now they're looking at me like, oh, wait, what's going on? Crazy, crazy. <laughs> So that was, I'll never forget that. It's a lesson that mm. has made me who I am. Now. At, at an emotional level, because yeah. you're a child. Yes. How does that affect you? A lot, bro. Like, I didn't even want to leave the house, mm. you know, because mm. I had built up this persona from sure. being on TV. Mm. And now that I'm not there and I can't fulfill this persona, yeah. it was a mindfuck to me. It was like, sure, Gandhi, this is how the real world is, you know? Mm. So even when I started Y, I started earning money, I bought a car that I knew that, okay, if the YFM gig goes, can still maintain this car true you know what i mean so even now like i just drive a simple car because i just need a car to get me from point a to b it's functional it's, it's functional. functional you know what i mean yeah. so so yeah it made me get over a lot of things that are deemed industry okay so the industry doesn't phase you then. nah not at all man yeah. i just want money now bro I... <laughs> are, you, are you done counting the tickets from uh, sunday <laughs> are you still counting those tickets <laughs> Because <laughs> I see your fingers have <laughs> Hands fucking smelling of old notes. You know, it's crazy with the events, man. People think you make so much money, but they have no idea. You've done events before. How stressful it is, how many people you have to pay, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm grateful that the turnout was great and we achieved our objectives, you know. But shout out to the team. It was a huge production behind it. Yeah, it was an incredible week for you, though. Yeah, yes, yeah, 100%. In fact, I'm glad you stood us up last week mm. because I believe so much more has happened in the space of a week in your life mm. at a personal level, at a professional level. Mm. Take us through the emotions of last week Yeah. from Monday right through till Monday. Last week was probably the most out-of-body experience I've ever felt in my yeah. career. And the night itself, to me, was the best night of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, the chillers were there. Better than the day you were having sex at Y and then there's dead day and you're fired. You know the crazy thing about that story? Yeah. And if I tell you, I've never told anyone. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you went for a scommel. <laughs> no. You were fired over a scommel. Oh, this guy. 
No, she didn't let me smash talk. So she was just. <laughs> she said, no, bro, imagine. So the same thing happened to Korea. Hey, man, that girl. Hey, man, send that girl on the podcast. Hey. So when can she be on the podcast? What's her name? We'll go find her. I forgot her name, man. Yeah. But to go back to last week, so... Um, was it at least a good wank, though? No, no, no. We didn't do anything. But was it at least a good wank? Nothing. No wank, nothing. Nothing. Zero. Telling you, she said no, and I was like, hey, okay, what do I do? So how did the music end? The the music ended. Oh, you still negotiating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the tape. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you imagine the drive home knowing you're being fired for, for nothing? <laughs> oh, man. It's funny to look back at now, but at that day, I was mad at her, dog. I never wanted to see her again. Uh, yeah, but I was going through so many emotions last week yeah. and the best way that I thought I could not stress too much about the event mm -hmm. is the whole week, last week, I didn't do anything in terms of like shooting sure. or take meetings. Yeah. I was just spending time with my kids. You just know? calm. Just yeah, I was spending like time my, the storm. with my kids just mm -hmm. doing, because they don't know what's happening. Yeah. They don't know there's this big thing happening. So they brought me back to my, like my childhood, like sure. energy, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was just, most of the time I was with them. And what conversations are you having with Naledi last week? Like, what are you guys talking about? Naledi, Naledi. Leading towards this big night. Naledi was in the commotion because she uh, runs Cranjo. Oh, yeah. So she was heavily involved with, like, the preparation. And so she was stressing. And trying to keep you away from the Grand Jury last week. <laughs> like, baby, no stock for you. Eh? <laughs> so she's stressing, coming to me. She's like, hey, they're saying this, they're saying that. That time I'm helping my son fix his bike. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So it was one of those weeks, but... Jeez, man, Sunday was, I can't put it to words, mm. man. It was. So you woke up what time? On, what time did you go to sleep Saturday? Saturday, Saturday I night. slept. Oh, oh, Saturday. Hey, Saturday I was buzzing. Yeah. I didn't want to go to sleep because, sure. like, I was anticipating Sunday. So I went out with, like, uh, Tabo. Tabo Smalls from Black Motion. Yes, 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 yes. So I went to his gig in Monte Casino. And then I could see I'm starting to get lit. I'm like, you know what? Let me go home. Because he was going to the EFF rally. He was yes. playing there. And I almost went with them there. Sure. I was like, let me go home, get some rest. So I literally went home, uh, packed away the alcohol, slept, woke up, yeah. felt fresh. Sure. Went to the rehearsal at 12 and just got into the zone. Sure. And just before I went on stage, I've never been that scared. I was telling Eugene because he just came off stage. Yes. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking scared, bro. I was shaking. What were you scared of at that moment? I was scared of disappointing people. Because mm, they've all come out. You understand? Sold out an arena. Yeah. I've spent money that might have been for the Danonos. I'm going to say, I'm here. <laughs> it's different from going out at Joe Big Day where there's 20,000 people, but you're just announcing the next act. Sure. So those guys are not really there to see you. They're just there to see Black Coffee. You're the main act. So so I was the Black Coffee of the event, you know? So I was scared. Like, I don't want to disappoint people. Yeah. And they come there and they're like, ah. That was a trash show, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was most uh, worried about. Anything else, ugh, no, I can deal with. But I just wanted people to have a good time and to feel the energy that I was feeling. True. But I think, yeah, man, the energy was insane. There was so much love there, man. 
the love was so no, it was it was incredible. It was like goosebumps. Like goosebumps. If, it, if, if you don't have goosebumps, chances are you are dead. Mm. But if you didn't get goosebumps at any of what happened on Sunday, then you, in fact, you're the problem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not me, it's you. No, the energy, even Pops was saying, man, and he does a lot of shows, he's like, bro, the energy outside is insane. It was just love, bro, mm. like love. I wish, I even said this on stage, I wish I could have bottled it. Yes. And, and, and keep it. How far ahead did you plan that, okay, I'm going to propose on this night? Um, I think two weeks prior. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute, man. My family's there. They drove her from Venda. Her family's there. The chillers are there. Um, so literally everybody I love. And and, I, anyone I, and everyone that matters is. Everyone that matters is there. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? And people that are there know the journey yeah. that I've been through to some degree with this mm. with this lady, you know. Mm. So in hindsight, it was the perfect moment. And I couldn't think of any other moment apart from that. Because yeah. she wanted something very simple, like we sure. go to Paris, it's just the two of us. That's not simple. <laughs> Our race is simple. Paris is not simple. Because she says she already shares me so much with the public. Oh, she yeah, wanted yeah. that moment to be private. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. This is content. Private, eh? <laughs> I'm in the business of content. Eh? Our next pregnancy is on Panera. <laughs> yeah, man. Hashtag Mac G goes porn. <laughs> but what, what advice do you have for, for, for marriage, man? It's actually good to get advice from guys who are divorced, isn't it? So you're asking me, or oh, as a divorcee? Yeah. Because <laughs> you got married you were young. You were young, I was 30. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I was 30. Honestly, I think one thing that we don't do in relationships, even not just marriage, just honest conversations. Transparency. Like truly honest, brutal conversations. Sometimes you want to spare someone's emotions mm. or you don't want to expose yourself or you don't want to be vulnerable uh, to, to someone. But I think the ultimate biggest bravery for any guy is to allow themselves to be vulnerable to the mm. partner. Mm. A lot of guys think it's a weakness. It's actually mm. strength mm. to be vulnerable at any level. Mm. And a lot of us struggle with it because mm. we're weak at that level. 100%, man. You know what nailed I mean? it, bro. So so that's what it is. Um, like I said, there's a million things I could I could teach you, mm. but I'm going to write a book, so buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I got to agree with that, man, because she knows all my demons, and yet she's still stuck through, you know? And she's still with me, and that's when I knew, okay, this is the one. Are there any demons that you're shocked? She was like, it's fine. You are still my also hottest I'm, you know? Nah, not, not really, because I think we're into the same things, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was just about transparency, like he so said. So she also wants the girls. <laughs> um, I'm checking. He's checking. She also wants the girl. Any Imagine. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, like um, I mean, yeah, man, I could go into length about this, but mm -hmm. uh, we, she's like she's like a female version of me, mm -hmm. if I can put it in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there's something I always I, I preach to people about how the law of incremental gains is never wrong. That if you do the same thing every day or every week or every month, something something will happen. Yeah. Growth happens. Yeah. And I think you're the perfect example of that. That for the last five years, you've been faithful to your journey. Mm. You've been unrelenting. Mm. Even when just a hundred people were tuning in. Mm. 
you've been unrelenting. Did you ever want to give up? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just before I, I answer that question as yeah. well, I think that's a very key important thing that you just mentioned because you mentioned the last past five years, but I've been doing that all my career. Sure. It's just that the last five, past five years, there were just cameras. Yes. You understand? Because even at Y, when I was doing weekend breakfast, I mean, not weekend breakfast, uh, I was doing... Uh, graveyard. Graveyard. Yeah. I don't know how many people were listening. Yeah. It could have been five, ten, but I remember there was one night you were listening because I was taking over from home from my boy. Yes, yes. And you, you spoke on the phone with me, which was like, I'll never forget that. And you're like, yeah. yo, bro, yeah. you're doing amazing. Keep at it, you know? Um, so no matter what show I was doing, I'd always put in the same effort give 100% and give 100% and th that that is so critical you know what I mean yeah. and I took that same energy and focus into the podcast oh yes so that's so that work ethic was there it's always been there yeah in no matter what show I'm doing even if it's I'm standing in for drive or I'm doing graveyard and 10 people are listening it doesn't matter um but I almost gave up uh there was an episode I did with DJ Spoo where there wasn't a I couldn't see the light. Yes. Like the money I had was depleted. Mm. Uh, the the following wasn't growing. Um, it was just fina more financial. Yeah. The, the, the passion was still there. I'm sure. It's broadcasting. I love broadcasting. But it was like, okay. But passion can't pay the rent. You understand? Yeah. And it was getting to a point where now I have to loan money yeah. to do this thing. To keep going. Yeah. To keep rolling. But fortunately for me... Um, which is why I think I'm so blessed and, 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 I, and I appreciate my ancestors and I appreciate God, yeah. is whenever I reach that point, something always comes up. So no matter what I'm going through, whatever I need always happens. You know, So literally within the next week, we got our first paycheck. Oh, nice. And then that kind of spiraled the, you know, and kept us going. Had that paycheck not come in, how, would, how might your journey have changed? Oh, bro. I think... I was gonna reach out to Mamzo. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and ask for some coins. <laughs> what, what What do you think she would have said? Um, she would have heard me out, and she probably would have helped because at the time, uh, she had money, right? But she didn't want to spoil me. She said, "You must go out there and fend for your own," you know. Yeah. But she didn't know what the podcast was. She sure. didn't even know I was doing a podcast thing. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think if I sat down with her and I showed her the vision and what I'm trying to do, sure. she would have helped me out. So I think somehow, some way, I would have found money to keep on go to keep on going. Yeah. But it was just that at that time, it got to a point where it's like, okay, cool, I'm putting so much time, effort, and money in this, yeah. Yeah. but I'm seeing no return. Sure. At what point do I just say, okay, you know what, this is not working. Let's, Let's shift focus. Yeah. Uh, maybe send a demo to IFM or yeah. Kaya or yeah. Metro and try again. You know. Sure. Yeah. You've also run a club at some stage. Yeah. What, what were your learnings from running a club? Yeah. Like, what would you, like, if I was opening a club today? Yeah. What don't, are the do's and don'ts based on your experience? Uh, don't drink your stock, chief. <laughs> Hold on. So you used to go and, and then drink the bar. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's how we got out of business. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, Mag G had a club in the East Rand. What was it, Paparazzi? Yeah, Paparazzi, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so after I got um, fired from Y and yeah. I had saved some cash, sure. so I decided, ah, you know what, let me buy a club. As, as one does, you just need to buy a club, <laughs> you know? 
but for me, I think more than anything, it was a distraction. It was just keeping me busy because that year yeah. there was no radio gig, and you know the radio fiscal yeah. is every April. So you're waiting for the next April, hoping something will come. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't really go into it and to be like, I want to be the best club. I want to be the next Aldo. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I let me keep busy. You know, I know some DJs from my wife and days. Yes. I'll book them, make some bit of money, keep going. Uh, but other than that, the memories that I, I have from that mm. place, even though we lost money, uh, memories I'll take to my grave, man, because we shared so many memories in that building. Biggest learnings from running a club that you still apply now in your business that you're running? Oh, yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, is What I learned is hire people that are good at things you can't do. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I just went from DJing, and I've been clubs, they are full all the time every weekend. I'm like, this is easy. Just yeah. fill up the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Put out a couple of flyers. Show up. Gandhi, <laughs> 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 there's stock taking. There's this. It's so a business. It's a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I literally was the, the manager. I was doing the bars, the security. I was everything. I went, you sure? And then that's, you know, when I just couldn't handle it. So now even with the network, yeah. I hire people that are good at their job. You know, we've got a CEO now, we've got a sales team, we've got yeah. an events team. Yeah. And the events team are good at events. You sure. know, they're eventing people. They're eventing people. It's not you just saying, I used to do uh, gigs with both names. <laughs> now I'm rocking the girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even with sound, I've got the best sound guy in the country, you know? Yeah, yeah. So so I, that's what I learned, definitely, yeah. So you're learning lessons. Yes, yes, yes. You've also courted quite a bit of controversy <laughs> with your podcast. Yeah. Are there any things you look back at that you wish you had done differently? Mm. Based on the feedback you got about whatever episode it was. No, not at all. Because I think more than anything, once an episode goes up, yeah. it means, I, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I don't sure. know about Sol and Kagi. Mm. It means I'm happy with, with what I said and what the product is going out there. Sure. And I think, you know, um, if it wasn't for some of the controversy, you know, I wouldn't have learned and become a better uh, broadcaster. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, because in whatever mistakes or failures we make, Sure. There's learnings out of that, you know, and that's how I think we grow. Mm. And the nature of the space that we're in, you can't get it right all the time. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. It's like asking someone to be a human being. We are all flawed, you know, and that's what podcasting is. It's like literally. And also you can't pussyfoot around every, it, it's, it's, you know, I'm a ex-drink. If you don't like the drink, go drink something else. Yeah. But I am ex-drink. Yeah. That's why, that's like, what the space is. That's why uh, on Sunday there was so much love in the room because yeah. the chillers are like my family. Sure, they're like my brothers. So I'll say something. They get you. They get me. You understand? Yeah. I'll say something that they don't like. Sure, and they'll tell me, "I'm a guy. I don't like this. You could have done this. This." I'm like, "Oh, okay, no, I don't." But see they that won't week. throw you away. You understand? Yes. And next week it's like, "Oh, that was dope. Please do more of that." You understand what I'm saying? So it's a, it's, it's a family, uh, 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 it's a family affair. Which is why I owe them to such high regard, you know, because sure. there's no animosity or just hatred for the sake of, it's constructive. When does feedback hurt and, 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 and when did feedback hurt you? Uh, it hurt me uh, when um, we're trending um, for the LGBT community. Because mm -hmm. uh, um, at that time, I was very uh, uh, responsive uh, on all platforms mm -hmm. to the chillers, you know, mm -hmm. so... I was on social media like 24-7, sure. making sure everybody's happy, 
if you ordered a t-shirt and you didn't get it, I'd sure. make sure, okay, cool, we'll handle it, boom, 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 boom. So now, um, when that thing happened, it just blew up and there was an external force um, of people that just came with uh, these comments that I didn't understand, you understand? And that kind of like threw me off, you know, because it was very vicious, you know, a lot of it was very vile. And yeah, it's hurtful, it's hateful. People who live in wish death upon you. You understand what it's, I'm it's saying? No, it's, it's, like yeah, yeah. it's wild, you know? Yeah. And at that point, that's when I was like, hey, this isn't for me, you know? Because uh, I, I don't like negative spaces. Sure. So even in a room uh, where, where, where the room feels negative, mm. I'd rather... You're, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather excuse myself mm. and mm. bounce, you know? I don't subscribe to that kind of uh, energies, you know? I'm all about good vibes. Mm. And 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 doing dope stuff. So that's when I realized that I know this social media thing is not for me, you know, because I care a lot about my craft and I care a lot about uh, what people think that subscribe to my craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of you have stepped back from social media, but you still appreciate feedback from your team about what's happening 100%. on social media, so including the negative stuff. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So I go to the platforms where I know. Uh, it comes from a genuine place. Oh, yes. So I read the comments on YouTube. So every episode I read mm. comments from the chillers because oh, yeah. I know it's people that are for us and have made us. They're not trying to bury you. They're not trying to bury me, you yeah. understand? Even where you were wrong, they just want you to do better. A hundred percent. So so I... And we need that generally in society. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of throwing people away, let's show them the way. hundred percent. Jeez, I rhymed. <laughs> you should be a rapper. And my team also tells me as well, yeah. my mom is very vocal. Like, if we had a dope show, mm-hmm. she'll be the first to call and say, hey, listen, that was a dope show. Sure. If we had a terrible show, she'd be like, I know, that was pop. Mm-hmm. The energy was this. Try to do this. Mm-hmm. I saw you try to do this. Why don't you try, you know? Mm-hmm. So so, so that's the kind of space where I, I thrive in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm always thinking of content. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I spent... Um, there's a there's an example um, which I like using. Mm. I don't know if you know Kirby Enthusiasm. Who's that guy? Yes, yes. What's his name? Larry David. Larry David, yeah. So Larry David is at a Yankees game, whatever. Mm. And um, during the game, um, they show him on the on the screen. Mm. And um, everybody goes crazy, goes bananas. Yeah. They're all screaming his name, boom, boom, boom. Mm. And then there's a guy sitting next to him. He's like, who are you, bro? You're famous. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right? So now the game is done. And when he gets to the car, he's speaking to his wife. He's like, yeah. Mara, why didn't that guy know me? <laughs> <laughs> so his whole time, his whole energy is fixated on this guy not Just knowing him. Just one person. Yeah. Not taking in the love that he was receiving yes. from everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so I think as creatives, we always tend to uh, go anal and and and, and 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 focus too much on the bad yeah. comments and yeah. stuff and, yeah. and and they linger and they take over your mind you know you just reminded me of this past weekend i was speaking to a bunch of 13 year olds uh well 12 and 13 year olds so grade sevens who are going to high school next year so i was supposed to have a chat with them motivate them blah 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 so you know i, I spoke to them for about what 10 minutes and right at the end, these kids want pictures and autographs. And uh, this girl, I think she's about 12, she comes up to me and she's like, before you spoke, I had no idea who the hell you are. But I'm glad you were here because you have a new fan. 
thank you for speaking to us. Yes, yes. And for me, it was like, finally, a child that doesn't know me. <laughs> because it's wild that kids will ask you for an autograph or a picture, but I'm like, you're a child. You're what, a child, yeah. Where do you know me from? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's a 12-year-old out there that didn't know me, and I was fine with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, so that, yeah, that's why I'm off... Um, uh, social media because I need my head to be clear mm. that's how I come up with, with focus with, on the game yeah with not, content not on the on the noise outside the 100% game. yeah I need to block out the noise mm. so I can okay well, we're gonna play a quick game it's called when last let's do it yeah when last I might jack this game it sounds dope it is it is you can have it <laughs> when last did you pray uh, this morning what did you pray about to say thanks for all the blessings mm. yeah when last did you cry Oh, when last did I cry? Like, not just drop a tear, but like a proper... Sure. So you didn't cry on Sunday? I almost... almost. Yeah, I would have cried so hard on Sunday. I almost, sure. almost cried on stage, but I was like, oh, that's too cliche. <laughs> <laughs> when you hold it back. <laughs> Look, man, I'm from the mountains, so we were taught not to cry. Like, mm. it's not manly to cry. You know, sure. That's from the school I'm from, you know? Mm. But I remember when my grandmother passed away, I cried. How, how long ago was this? 2010. 2010. 2010, yeah. So you haven't had a decent good nah, cry nah, 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 nah. in 13 years? Nah, 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 nah. I can't remember. When last were you in a taxi, like a minibus? Taxi. Hmm. Uh, ah, a few years back, man. I actually told the story on the on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was catching a taxi and uh, I bought fish and chips. Sure. So I was eating them in the taxi. <laughs> Big mistake, don't do that. How would you do that? <laughs> I was hungry. No, but fish and chips is better than someone with a Tupperware that has cabbage and then they burp the Tupperware. <laughs> and then the taxi just says, cabbage. Don't do, don't do that. Yeah, but everyone was looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> so why were you catching a taxi that day? Uh, no, I needed to get from... I was still staying in Midrand. I needed oh, to get home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, f the first early years... Uh, on the podcast, I was catching oh, taxis. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I used yes, to catch yes. taxis to do interviews, man. Mm. Like, mm. yeah, all the time. When last did you spoil yourself and say, I've worked hard, I'm going to spend a bit of money? Because you look like you spend money on nothing. Bro. And uh, your flip-flops are like, fuck, dude, replace me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the thing is, I'm not a materialistic person, man. Yeah. I'd rather spend money on memories. Mm. So for me, I'd rather spend 100k to take me and my friends to Nisner for example sure and and then we just have fun then create memories you know because I believe like you know when you when you're gone no one remembers the materialistic things you have sure they remember the memories you know mm -hmm. uh, 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 that, that you had with that person life is one big collection of memories 100% scheme of things that's what it is you know, you know what I mean yeah like that's why till this day since uh, I've met you with sure. a deal till now you've you've made so much money you've accumulated so many things but I still remember the first day we met you know sure. so that's what I try to do I'd rather spend 100k on memories than 100k buying bottles and um, uh, um, uh, shampoo or whatever mm. but it was actually last week and it happened by mistake because the the shop where I went to go buy the ring yeah and then, um, why are you still buying rings, my man? People get sponsored rings. <laughs> oh, for real? Is that a thing? Oh, my man. Damn, I didn't know, dog. You spending money on a ring? Hey, you must tell me this thing. You get the shit sponsored, dog. Hey. 
So I'm going to the shop, yeah. and then I know nothing about drinks. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, let me hit up my lady's best friend. So I'm busy taking pictures mm. of the ring, sending to her face so she can tell me which one Nalini yeah. would like. Yeah. By mistake, I sent one to Nalini. Oh, fuck. You had one job. <laughs> so, I sent, so I sent a picture to Nalini, yeah. and to cover it up, I had to buy um, a Casio watch uh, that I really like. Yeah. So I bought two of those. Uh, and then when I went back home, I was like, no, I was buying a watch. And then I saw this ring, so I just wanted to see which one you'd like. So when the time comes, I know. Oh, so wow. I thought you'd like this one, just to... Uh, you know she knows you're lying, right? I doubt so. No. <laughs> Dude, women will play a lot. Dude, what, women will tell you that you're fucking rocking, but at that moment, she's feeling <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the two Casio watches I bought was the last time I spoiled myself. How much did you spend? I was like 1.3 for one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so you're still a cheap guy. Ah, I don't know, fucked up. But <laughs> I mean, even everything, everything, yes, it's free, dog. No, no, I can read. No, no, I can see. It's free, drip. You look like a radio guy from 15 years ago. We just wear what do I give him. This is merch. Oh, man, it's free, free, free. Actually, the same year. This, yeah, dog. This was sponsored 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jeans I'm wearing are from... 13 years ago? Yeah. The shoes were bought for me. Yeah. The socks were given to me. Yeah. I'm wearing nothing about this. <laughs> and I'm like that every single day, bro. And there's nothing wrong with people that like materialistic things. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's my preference. Sure. I, I just, I'm not into that stuff. When last did you feel shit scared? For whatever reason, outside of um, Nervous on Sunday? Uh, it had to be the the, the episode with Simpiwe yeah. and uh, Wandi. Yeah. Because, um... When we were recording it, I knew that something <laughs> something big is coming. It was either going to be very far left or mm. very far right. So mm. that episode, I was scared, man. I don't know how the outcome would be. So so, so for those that didn't watch the, that episode, what happened on that episode? Uh, it was the one where um, we, we our, our sound guy got a blowjob from, from Wendy. Oh, yes. Yeah. L- live on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all you heard was... <laughs> When you guys did that at Y, did you get scared, bro? No. Nah. No. Why, bro? I, 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 I when, we, when we did what at Y. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did some wild stuff. You guys did worse stuff than that. No, no, you know what? We we did a lot of wild stuff at Y, but I think it fit with the kind of show that it was and with our ages at the time. Mm. Um, would I do it again? Probably. Yeah. And I, also, don't you think management had a part to play? Because you had a management that understood and was for it. No, no. Often they were not for it. They just trusted that we knew when not to take it. Mm. And it helps when you have a manager that trusts that you're not going to fuck up everyone's bag. Yes. Because ultimately that's what you're going to end up doing. You're going to fuck up everyone's bag. Yeah. So I think um, I think Greg trusted us that they will be responsible at the time they need to. Yes. Until then, nobody knows where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So, 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 yeah. Mm. When last did you rock a fan? Uh, when was it? I think it was last week. Okay, but not. Yeah, yeah, it was that time of the month for my missus. So, I uh, had to, man. And you tell her when that happens? No, she knows. Yeah. She, she knows how I do the Vaseline, so she, when she sees the Vaseline, she's like, ah, <laughs> we've been rocking, I see. 
And I'm still trying to figure out what do I do to the Vaseline that's so evident. <laughs> well, I don't want like how do you write like do? You... No, I just you know. <laughs> you won't leave your fingerprints on the wall. <laughs> That's the evidence. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. When last did you have a blowout with your mum? Oh. Who knows it? What was it? What did, you guys, what did you guys fight about? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, no, we, we had a blowout. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. She's such a chiller right now, no? Yeah. That every time I'm with her, she just wants to talk about the podcast. Oh, shit. So I was like, Mom. It's not a bad thing. I'm like, Mom, relax. Yeah. Like, can I just be your son for a second? Yeah. When I come to you, it's because I want to, sure. you know, not focus about work, mm. not talk about work. I just sure. want to be your son and just forget about it for for a minute. He's like, okay, cool. Now, hey, five minutes later, you know on the podcast when you did that. <laughs> so I'm giving up. <laughs> But we were always having a back and forth about that. Shame, man. <laughs> when last did you have a conversation with your dad about how you feel about him? Uh, what, whatever that looks like. Uh, uh, we've never had that chat, eh? Uh, I was just like... Uh, you, don't, you don't think it's due? Or you don't care? Nah, as, uh, for me, I didn't really... It's not an issue. I was just like, ah, cool, man. Uh, as long as you're here now... We chop it up. For me, it's never been like a, an issue. Yeah. What do you guys talk about? Um, you'll ask me about the kids, uh, the work. Um, but is it a conversation that flows or is it awkward conversation? No, it flows, man. Okay. Because I think for me, um, I, I don't have any animosity sure. um, against him and neither does he. Uh, I understand that whatever happened, happened between them. It's got nothing to do with me. Sure. And, you know, my mom raised me so well that I didn't even feel the void that I didn't have a father, you know. So for me, like, it's really not neither here or there. Uh, I mean, I, I, use his, I use his company because uh, he's got buses and stuff. So when you go on the road, I'll call him and... How oh, the EFF needed buses the other day. People have been fired because they didn't get buses from the EFF. Why didn't you uh, supply buses there? No, like H1s, not, not, not oh, big ones. So the shuttle. Yeah, the shuttle, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you go to gigs, I'll call him and I'll ask him. But yeah, man, it's just normal conversations, nothing too deep. Mm. 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 When last did you have a conversation with Mo Flavor? Uh, it was when he was um, standing in. Sure. Yeah, so when you're standing in for me on the show... Um, we had a conversation and we just picked it up from like the last conversation uh, uh, we had, yeah. When was the last conversation you had? Before the one you was, we were standing in. Ah, it had been years. I think sure. it was the YFM 10th birthday party or something. Sure. sure. There was a YFM party where mm. me and him were playing together. What mm. mean? That was the last time. Other than that, I can't, I can't remember, man. I could be lying because it's been so many years. Was it awkward or was it... No, no, no. It wasn't awkward. Like, for me, bro, I don't um, I don't have any animosity with anybody. Uh, whatever energy you give me, I'll reciprocate, you know? Sure. So, uh, when I met him, I was like, hey, fucker, how have you been? <laughs> how are the kids? How are the wife? He did the same. I'm like, cool. This is how we do the show. If you need anything, let me know. Here's the team. Boom, boom, boom. Have fun. If you want to rock me, rock me. Sure. Don't hold back. Because at the end of the day, 
I think, you know, there's people that understand it's entertainment. Sure. You know, and he's one of those people. Like, you are one of those people. Like, after doing this podcast, I could go on my one and rock you. Man, I don't think... It's not personal. It's not personal. Yeah, and, and, and I think people almost wish it was personal. Mm. That's why they're shocked when they realize that, oh, okay, these two sometimes do talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then and, and people think, oh, no, he must hate Mac G. Why is he not on the show? Yeah. Mac G must hate him. Why is he not on Mac G's show? Yeah. And then I was disappointed when it happened. <laughs> what did you guys expect him to happen? <laughs> what did you expect? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, it's not that deep. Yeah. And like you were saying, unless it's something so personal, yeah. but not necessarily truthful. Yes. Then it's a different story. Yes. You know what I mean? Then, yes, you might wait for a guy outside the podcast. Yeah. Because they come here, I just want to talk, my man. 100%. I mean, there's, there's something, uh, now that you mention it, uh, Cesar Zomo, uh, um, we were doing a podcast once, and they were asking me what I think about Cesar Dom or Cesar Zomo. I was like, uh, nah, Where is it, Dom? <laughs> you see, you're spotting <laughs> I'm like, no, Cesar Dom is, is a dick. Like, yeah. he's got a big ego. Mm. Like he's, he thinks he knows it all. He's full sure. of himself. And he was like, yeah, but Mac is right. Yeah. And I was just expressing my truth. You sure. understand? Sure. But if Caesar didn't understand where I was coming from and he didn't know me or like sure. if it was someone else, they would have taken it as if it's an attack. Absolutely. But it's just my honest truth. Mm. And, the, and, the, and the thing is, uh, I have to tell my honest truth at all times, irrespective of whether I'm hurting someone's feelings mm. or not, because that's why chillers come back week in week out sure because that's what the show is about so the yeah. moment i stop being real you know what i mean stop being truthful to what you're experiencing and what you are living right now you understand and what if you're living is so and so is a dick that's, that's what, what that's, that's my truth that's what it is you know mm. and if i think so and so is such a great person that is what i feel someone could think you're a dick but actually sure. you're the nicest guy absolutely you know because like everything that we are doing now as the network uh, is a mold of what you guys used to do, you know, your, your smooths, mm -hmm. which is, you know, if you have a platform, put people on. If you're blessed, bless other people, you know what I mean? Uh, we need to work together. Don't, don't fly alone. You understand? If you discover wings, let's all fly. You understand? Yeah. So when I say Fresh is one of the dopest guys I've ever met in the industry, you are not fake. Like, bro, when I was down and out, when celebrities wouldn't even say hi to me mm -hmm. at a club, you'd come and pick me and my friends from the line and say, hey, Mac, what are you doing in the queue? Come in. Yeah. Let's rock. Even though you didn't need to. Sure. You know, so that's my, that's my uh, 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 factual truth, you know? Yeah. And someone out there might think you're an asshole. Or you're, and they're entitled to that. And they're entitled to mm. that, you know? But I think being real and being true to yourself, if you can do that, then nothing else should, should, should matter. What I need to tell you, though, just in terms of the interview that we did, um on on a podcast and chill because i wasn't doing interviews yeah, yeah. in fact i was turning down interviews mm. but one of the reasons i needed to be on your podcast apart from the fact that i had an album coming out or mm. an ep coming out was i felt i was ready to talk mm. about all the shit that happened to mm. myself and and, and timber mm. and and i'd like to tell you that from the minute i was on the podcast for me it gave me it was almost a healing process also. Wow. Because I was telling Temba the other day that people underestimate the trauma 
of what we went through. Mm. They underestimated. Mm. People think it was just social media mm. or whatever it was. Mm. Or why don't you just let it go? Mm. Or if you're not guilty, let it go. Mm. And people underestimate how traumatic it is to go through all of that shit. 100%. And, but being on a show such as yours, for me, not only was it cathartic, but it also helped me deal with... So, for instance, there are certain names that I'd see on social media that for me were a trigger. And they trigger any sort of emotions, whether it was anger or fear even. You know what I mean? Mm. But after doing your podcast, those words started meaning nothing to me. Sure, that's beautiful. Like, they started meaning nothing to me. Mm. So, for me, I needed to go through telling my truths. And I remember a lot of people said, don't do the podcast. Mm, no, they always say that, yeah. And I was like, no, no, I want to. Mm. I need to. Because mm. if I don't do it, then I'm going to explode. Exactly. With all this shit I want to I talk about. Mm. And and I, you know, I don't want to use it to uh, say, uh, here, feel sorry for me. Mm. I don't want sympathy. Mm. But everyone has a story to tell and everyone deserves to tell their story. And I think your podcast has been that for a lot of people. 100%. And it's for that reason that I need you to keep on. Mm. I need you. It's important for you to get to 2 million subscribers mm. because the bigger you are, the bigger a platform everyone else has yeah. to tell that truth. Mm. And for me, that's where the power of what you do lies. Mm. That you are that place for people that have nowhere else to go. 100%. And that's what the platform is about, man. Yeah. Just uh, telling your truth your, in your own words. Sure. And what people don't understand is that they think we uh, search for controversy yeah. uh, 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 and, and, and are going to trick you sure. and whatever. Every single person that has been in the podcast mm-hmm. can tell you it's not even like that. Sure. You yourself mm-hmm. uh, know it you know, from first-hand experience. Sure. I think what people don't understand is that the controversial things we will ask you, but it's how you answer. Yeah. It's your truth. Yeah. What do you want to say? That lies with you. Sure. So, you know, you can take it wherever you want to take, but we'll, uh, we will give you the platform to tell your truth because we were never afforded that platform. You know? Absolutely. So, so, so I think that's why uh, it, 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 it's, it's a stamp of approval when legends like yourself mm. and a Black Coffee and a Julius Malema and mm. John Kanye and all the legends we've had come on the show, you know, because they get it, you know. Sure. And it's not just... Uh, um, a herd mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you like to say to the feminazis that obviously you want you dead or want the podcast to fail or are probably not because you're now at a million subscribers or they think you hate women or that you're misogynistic. All, all of the words that have been thrown at you. What would you like to say to those people? I would like to say keep going. <laughs> keep going. They give us the numbers. <laughs> it's free marketing, dog. <laughs> Who's going to say no to free bargaining? <laughs> Feminists, haters, haters, I, I love haters even more. Yeah. Because they iron out your mistakes. Sure. They're like a free consultation. Exactly. So if you check the haters, they only know, uh, tell you all the negative things. Sure. And if you work on those things, then, you know, you'll only become a better person. You know, so. Uh, no, you know, you're saying what I tweeted uh, to someone about 10 years ago. Yeah. That... <laughs> You have two options here. You can be upset that someone said something horrible to you, or you can read what they said and see if there's any inkling of truth in it. Yes. And work on that. Yeah. Then you're winning. Yeah. So it's either you're a victim or you're a growing person. Yeah. You, that's all it can be. And there's no one that knows everything about you more than haters. Yeah, absolutely. They know my man, my man, they follow you on social media. Why are you following me if you hate me so much? Because it's like, when they don't know what you're up to. So they need to see what you're up to. And, and, and your biggest 
way of dealing with them is to fucking kick ass and have to succeed at what you do. 100%. And that's what you've done. 100%. Man. That's what you've done. Because I realized uh, at a very uh, early stage that I've got no one to, uh, uh, um, um, uh, no one to, is it respond or mm. like to appease or show? Sure. Because my friends know I'm not. Uh, sure. You have nothing to prove to anyone. You know, because the people yeah. I love and I cherish. I don't owe you an explanation. Exactly. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like everyone at San Bernardino knows that flew me. Yeah. And that's all that matters, you know. So I don't need to. Uh, uh, um, and it's something that I learned from Anel. Because mm. um, Anel is, is quapped, bro. Mm. Like Anel has got money for days, long money, right? So I asked her once, I'm like, bro, how come you never post your cars in your house? Mm. She's like, it's my car. Yeah. I know it's my car. Why am I supposed to? I know it's my house. Mm. I'm like, shit, you're right. Why must you post it? If you know it's yours, like, why must you post it? So that's the same way with this. If I know I'm not mis misogynistic sure. and everybody else that I care about uh, knows I'm not, then why, why must I... Why am I trying to prove myself to anyone else? You understand? And, and, it's and, only if my mom calls yes. and she's like, my son. Or the people you love. Or the people I love. Yes. That's when now it's like, mm -hmm. hey, okay, what's mm -hmm. going on? But until then... Yeah, don't make your negative... Uh, uh, perceptions of me by problem. Yes. Uh, your problem. <laughs> yeah, you deal with them. <laughs> Mac, we're out of time. We were supposed to have you here for... How long were we supposed to have Mac here for? Sorry, I've got management. Hey, yeah. Management, yeah, sure. Papa. You need to fire them, chief. If you're not on radio, I told you, you're not on radio. Yeah. It's a podcast, we're going for 10 hours. Oh, it's going for 10 hours. <laughs> we don't, don't understand. Guys, you're fired. <laughs> okay, but, except the videographer. We still need the video. My man, you'll be fired tomorrow after you deliver. <laughs> but, but, bro, I just wanted to say, man, uh, I, I'm usually reluctant to do interviews because I, I get I asked the same questions. I don't, I don't. How was it when you started the podcast? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But this was so enlightening. I really, really, really appreciated this, man. That's dope, man. Like, I can tell, like, like, fuck, I'm in, I'm in awe mm. of your... Um, uh, interviewing skills because now it's been done with me so I can, I'm like oh shit that's dope <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna do that tomorrow <laughs> next week we're gonna try that you, you're such a legend bro you got me to talk about stuff that no one else has ever uh, like and, and that's the point because I like, know we, we can't bring you here and ask you the same shit yes. and that's broadcast. We, we know you've been fired yes. we know the shit you've been through yes, yes. you know but we don't know where that girl took you though that got you fired <laughs> so now we know that you didn't even rock <laughs> <laughs> all along one more third and I kept it going I didn't deny all <laughs> My dude, please get to 2 million fast. Yeah. Because, the, like I said, the more people that buy into exactly what you're peddling, mm. which is freedom of expression, amongst other things, mm. but also freedom to dream so big that you can actually fucking get there. Yeah. You fucking dare to dream that big and you're there. If, we, if, if we're not going to learn from this man, whether you hate him or not, if you're not going to learn from this man, you're not going to learn from anyone. That's all I can tell you. Thank you, big dog. My Remember, I used to come to you at 5 a.m. to shadow you. I know. Oh. Hey, he was a rash, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd sit there and you'd be tapping your feet while you're doing the, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Why can't this body? Yeah. Why is he tapping tap the, the oh, desk? That's like where that? the juice is at. <laughs> <laughs> now you tap this foot. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, it's like those podcasts that think if they have a laptop in front of them, a MacBook, they're going to get numbered. <laughs> <laughs> the source is in the laptop. The numbers are not here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're out of time now. I won't have to let you go. Thank you, Big Doug. Uh, Mac G is about to leave the building. He used to shadow me on radio. Now he's leaving everyone in the shadow. <laughs> Mac G is leaving the building. Trump's mic. Ladies and gentlemen, Mac G has left the building. Thanks for tuning in to this extraordinary episode of Wow, What a Week. Live from Amp Studios, downtown Johannesburg. Shout out to Africa Podcast Network. Pezulu Works for Cinematography. Our audio imaging specialist, Otis the Flow Fraser. And our guest, Mac G. Creative director, Kuvesh Mohan. And show producer, Gelezo Mudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com.